up to the highest mountain Looked all around, couldn't find nobody Went down into the deepest valley Looked around down there, couldn't find nobody I went across the deep blue sea Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Today is September 21st, 2021. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday, Bible study at 7 p.m. Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Sundays, we're inside the pages in the book of Revelation. 
And if you're following along with us on, on Tuesday, we're in the book of Daniel. We'll be going into the first chapter, beginning at the ninth verse. But uh, you ought to reread. Read the book of Jeremiah because it will give you insight to what we're teaching about. It'll give you insight of what was going on in Daniel's day. And so we'll be going into the first chapter of Daniel, again, that is beginning at the ninth verse. And before we start reading the word of God, let's go uh, into a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and mercy. Certainly there is no one greater than you. Lord, I just wanted to express that for myself, to give you glory, honor, and praise. Lord God, to bless your name, to bless for who you are and the favor that you have given in this little man's life. Lord God, how you have blessed me and revealed yourself to me. I'm grateful. Lord God, and I, I touch and agree with all of those that feel the same. Lord God, to bless your name and to lift you up, to magnify you, Lord God, for your goodness and for your grace. Lord God, we honor you tonight, Lord God, and Lord Jesus, in our, our presence, Lord God, near and far, we honor you, Lord God, with our thoughts uh, toward you to give you worship, to give you praise, to honor you, Lord God. Lord, and we pray and ask that you remember those that cannot be present, those, Lord God, because of sickness, because of work, Lord God, and Lord God, I ask that you would bless them, remember them, Lord God. Lord Jesus, bless those, Lord God, that will hear this later, that will listen in uh, hours from now. Lord God, bless them, Lord. Lord Jesus, feed your people, Lord. Lord, what you would have them to receive. Lord God, we thank you right now, Lord, as you prepare our hearts to receive your word. Lord, let it fall on good ground. Bless us to be that good ground, Lord God. Lord Jesus, that we bring forth fruit that is meat for your use. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. The book of Daniel. The book of Daniel. Again, I admonish you to read the book of Jeremiah. As we are studying the book of Daniel. And you'll find out why later. The book of uh, Daniel, beginning at that ninth verse, as I've mentioned several times now. It says, now God brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the units brought Daniel into favor with the prince of the units. And the prince of the units said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king. I fear my lord the king who have appointed your meat and your drink. For why should he see your faces Worth, worse looking than the children which are of your sort. Then shall you make me endanger uh, my head to the king. Then said Daniel to Melsar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hannah, Mishael, and Azariah, prove thy servants. I beseech thee ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat, and water to drink. Then let our continents be looked upon before thee, 
and the continents of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat. And as thou seest, deal with thy servants. So he consented, he consented uh, to them in this matter. Prove them ten days. And at the end of ten days, their continents appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the meat of the portion of the king's meat. Thus, Melzar took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink and gave them pulse. And as for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now, I took a thought from this, and that is simply a bowl of beans. Simply a bowl of beans. And a quick question, uh, while you're listening, those of you that are on your devices, maybe you have your, your Bible, your, your hard copy in front of you, what other instance did a bowl of beans make a difference? Just, just give me the scripture. What other instance did a bowl of beans make a difference in someone's life? Pulse is defined as a bean or seed grown for food. Now, can you imagine dissing the king's meat and wine for a bowl of lentil soup? And I don't know if you've ever had any lentil soup. It's not something I favor. I'd be like beans, but you know when you talk about the lentil soup that I've seen in uh, in the store, it's not something I would buy. Maybe someone has a good recipe for it that I would like. I don't know. What about the reaction of your friends when they were told you no longer are going to be getting the king's riblets? You're not going to get any more pork chops or chicken. What? The chicken? No more chops? No more riblets? What's going on here? What's, what's going on? Uh, you know, they eventually was going to find out that Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah had something to do with that. How do you think they felt? Uh, what about, uh, you know, they inspired the situation. How do you think they would have, how do you think your friends would have felt? Your buddy, your girlfriend, whatever you call them, you know, how do you think they would have felt? People, your associates, some that knew you, some that did not know you that well, and you caused them to miss out on those rivers. You caused them to miss out on the chicken, the, the chops, the you know, the, the, the ham. You caused them to miss out on, on some drink for a bowl of beans. You know, I, I, I had some, I was coming home from church on Sunday and I, I made, went south on the 15 freeway and I missed a, where I could have went north and I thought about some red beans and rice, some biscuits. You know, so 
So yesterday, I, on Monday, I made it a point to have Leonard. That was my Leonard. Uh, red beans, rice, and biscuits, and some honey. You know, but uh, but that's not an everyday occurrence. Now, growing up, pinto beans, white beans, lima beans, you know, red beans, uh, that did not miss my house. Uh, my mother cooked that, and you ate that with some cornbread. You ate that. You didn't have a choice. You didn't say, no, I don't, because you would be hungry, and eventually you would eat it. But growing up eating that was not an issue. And so uh, that followed uh, me when I was out on my own. I learned to cook beans, and you know, and I, my oldest daughter said, um, I'm, I'm not going to never cook beans when she moved out on her own. You know, but she makes chili, and that chili has an assortment of beans. So I, I have a smiley face, my little smiley face emoji, because she may not be cooking pinto beans, but she's adding beans to what she do cook. Now, the Bible says, and some of you, 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 you know, a good bowl of beans, you can take beans and, you know, Daniel couldn't do this, but if you had, a, a maybe you cooked some pinto beans, some black beans, you know, black bean tacos, that sort of thing, and, you know, you take a, a pot of beans, next thing you got beans and rice, bean burritos, you, you know what to do with it. The Bible said, now, God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the units. You know, it's, it's, it's not often that you, as a laborer, uh, find, you might find some favor, but the Bible said tender love. So that meant that he had uh, some compassion toward Daniel. And, you know, so favor uh, means that it, to like someone or something, uh, it is an act of kindness beyond what is usual. You know, I, I had a, I felt blessed. And I, as a matter of fact, there's a blessing on this way for me. I felt blessed. Now, I'm putting that in the atmosphere. Yes, I am. Uh, one day, it, some months ago, my, my boss, we were talking. He saw me wearing my hat. You know, I like wearing hats, uh, hats of the bell, uh, free that, that uh, I get chipped in. Uh, actually, they're gifts because uh, my children are like hats. And um, my boss saw me wearing a hat, and he wanted to take pictures. And that's an unusual thing for the, your CEO to actually take a picture with. That's favor. That's favor. And, and so the king, the unit, uh, Daniel had favor with him because God, because of what God had did. Not because Daniel was, was all up on him. Not because Daniel... Uh, nose was now a little smelly. But Daniel would, had a standard. And God brought him into favor. When God brings you into favor, you don't have to cheat, lie, uh, have a hidden agenda or anything like that. You just live your life the way you know you're supposed to live it. And so it, it's uh, this act of kindness. And it could be displayed in approval or preference in action or gift. You know, I heard someone say that God is is uh, the Bible said God is just. And someone made a statement and said God is just, but he's not fair. And they continue to say that God is not fair, you know. And however, the Bible says God is just, which means he is fair. He loves justice. He loves fairness. 
Now, because you cannot figure out his reasoning for doing something because he blessed someone that is not saved doesn't mean that, uh, that he's being unfair. There may be a reason for that. Uh, you know, there are, and I'm kind of ahead of myself with this, but uh, God is not unbiased. He's not, uh, he's not dishonest, but he is, uh, and he's just. He's just. And you cannot separate God from fairness. Just like in our natural system, if you separate, if you find out that someone has lied on the report, they created a report, you've been arrested, and they falsified the report. Well, that's going to bring all of the other convictions under scrutiny. So if God is unfair, there's going to be a lot of scrutiny. And I don't believe, uh, the Bible said, if he erred, who would know it? So to make a statement and say God is unfair, he's unfair, he's just an unfair, it's not true. And it's not Bible. The Bible just tells us that heaven and earth will pass away, but his word is going to stand. And so since his word is going to stand, it's it, no need of making up a false accusation against God to make something sound good to appease the ears of those that are listening. God is fair in all his actions. Now, if he decides to bless someone, he, the Bible said the sun shines upon the good and the bad. The rain falls upon those that have done righteous and those that are unrighteous. God gives everyone an equal opportunity. You need to learn how to take advantage of the opportunity. I believe I, I, I quoted something at the beginning that said that he loads daily loads us with benefits. Did you look for any of the benefits that God had for you today? Equal opportunity. The playing field is level. You can become educated. But how many will seek education? Some will pray. I talked about that uh, just a couple of days ago. You praying, but you won't read. And so, therefore, you perish and you're suffering your own self because of what you will not do. Many have pulled themselves out of terrible situations because they follow the rules. And so they reap the benefit. God established laws governing earth and his kingdom. One universal law says the diligence shall bear rule. Are you being diligent? Uh, no, oh, I want a new car. Are you being diligent? Did you save up for it? Did, did you work and pay your bills on time and make sure that you, your credit stayed at a certain rate? The diligence should be a rule. Another uh, universal law speaks about giving. And then there's a famous text that everyone likes to quote. And they quote it using uh, at the wrong time. Uh, They'll tell you you're going to reap what you sow because they angry at you. Well, if I do what's right, I'm going to reap what I sow too. And that is some righteousness. And a matter of fact, I'm going to reap some mercy because I did what was right. And, and so uh, you'll find that in Proverbs 24, 12, Malachi 3, 10, and Galatians 6, 7. Now, what God views as fair could be strange to you, but it is fair to him. You cannot and you will not understand everything in one setting. We used to sing a song that by and by when the morning comes, all the saints will be gathered home and we'll understand it in the by and by. You may have heard someone say that. In the by and by, you're going to understand. You know, some things you're not going to be interested in understanding. You certainly, not like we people portray in movies and songs and uh, that they're going to run up to Jesus, they're going to run up to and ask questions about why did this happen? No, 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 you're not. 
Nope. Uh-uh. Nope. It's not going to happen. Nope. We're in the book of Revelation. That's not going to happen. Uh, nope. I can prove it to you in Genesis. I can prove it to you in, 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 uh, throughout the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. That's not going to happen. You're not going to do that. Nope. And you will be doing some things, and you're going to enjoy every bit of it. But that's not something you're going to do. And, and so uh, uh, what God does may seem strange to us right now. Uh, but it is fair to him because he is fair. It's God that raises up one and brings down another. Now, let me, let me share this with you. Some, someone might be blessed tremendously. And you know what? That may be the only thing they have in this life because they're condemned and they'll never receive anything else. Someone may be blessed because their mother, their father, or grandparent, or distant relative, maybe generations ago, did something that pleased God. And God told them that he was going to bless their seed. And this individual is now born in your day and time, and God is fulfilling that blessing upon them. You don't know. God is fair in all that he does. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I love you. I love you. So you cannot and will not understand everything in one setting. Why did Job suffer? Why did Babylon prosper? Why did Israel go into Egypt and endure slavery? Those are some things that, you know, some history. And matter of fact, it's some of our history because the, the land of Ethiopia was there too. It was right there in, uh, uh, from the beginning when God created and, and looked for a place to put a red-skinned man and to give him a wife. He looked for a garden. He knew what a garden was. Eden was already existing. And he, he looked for a place within Eden. And surrounding that place uh, was a number of cities, and one of those was Ethiopia. All right. So with a few, those few questions, God, and answers, God is fair. He's not unfair as some have preached and taught and just totally said things that was distorted and untrue. Titles don't mean that you're right. Nope. The word of God is what we depend upon. The word of God is what we are to not change. We're not supposed to change it, extract from it, add to it. Paul said in the last day, he said people will be, will be running to churches, listening to because they have itchy ears. Well, Cornerstone, uh, by, by name, just the name, Cornerstone itself represents a, a, a uh, fundamental for building all things. Everything, every building, every bridge has a cornerstone. It is a load-bearing uh, uh, part of any structure. And so it is the fundamental, and that's what we're dealing with, fundamental truths. We're dealing with what is true, what is foundational, and what will save your soul. The 10th verse says, And the prince of the unit said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who have appointed your meat and your drink, for why should he see your faces worse looking than or liking than the children which are of your sort? Then shall ye make me in danger of my head to the king. The prince of the units had a legitimate concern. I don't want to lose my head. The king will have it. You're going to have me messed up 
and unable to recover, because I won't be able to. You're going you're to give me a death sentence. It was the king order that I that you're asking me to defy. You you're asking to uh, not eat the meat and drink the wine and you know and you want a bowl of beans and then you're going to stand there looking like skin and bones compared to everyone else and the king is going to ask me what's up with this man the king is going to demand an answer from me then daniel then said daniel to mount melchar whom the prince of the units had set over daniel hananiah michelle and azariah Prove thy servants. Man, let me show you what I'm talking about. Trust me. Let, me. let me show you. Daniel had some faith in what he was doing. When you fast and consecrate unto the Lord, do you have faith that your, your fast, your consecration unto him, or the offering that you may give, that, that you're going to reap the benefits of that? Or are you just doing it because you're asked to fast? Church, uh, we, we're going to go on a 30-day consecration. Do you believe God is going to bless you in that consecration? Uh, we're going to give a special offering. Do you believe God is going to bless you in what you give? And your giving don't have to be the same as what the person next to you give, but do you believe God will bless you? That woman at the, at the well who gave what they we refer to as the widow's mite believed with all her heart. She believed. And she said, this is what I have. So it's not based upon denomination. And listen, as many that would think denomination doesn't mean anything, it means everything. Because without denomination, there is no, there is no value to your money. Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days. And let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Then let our continents be looked upon before thee and the continents of the children that eat the portion of the king's meat. We, uh, let us, let, let me, uh, uh, Daniel and Hananiah and, and uh, Mishael and Azariah, we're going to eat the, the pulse and they can continue to eat what they're eating and then compare us in 10 days. Now, remember, the king is looking for children with no blemish. He's looking for those that are good skillful in all wisdom, cutting in knowledge and understanding science and have the ability to stand in the king's path. Some of wouldn't make it today. Who's not interested in learning, being wise. We want to be joke, jokers. We're not interested in sharing uh, some reading between the lines, cutting knowledge, reading between the lines, understanding science. We can understand. We can play a video game for hours. Uh huh. We can we can play competition. We can play each other, and you know a lot of men uh, waste a lot of time. And I don't know about the ladies. I'm just dealing with the men in this statement. Waste a lot of time playing video games, but won't spend that same time in preparation for other things. Have the ability to stand in the king's palace. You need the ability to stand in the presence of whomever have the authority to give you what you want. It's not enough to just have the, you want the favor, but you also need to condition, you know, uh, reap 
reposition yourself, which means you're going to have to touch your mind and reposition your thinking in order to stand in the presence of, uh, of those that have the authority. I was talking with someone and they, they were going to a job interview and, and they may recall this. And we were talking about interviewing techniques. Now they had the experience, but the knowledge as far as being conducted in the interview was troublesome. And I told them, I said, when you go to the interview, don't think of it as you being interviewed for the job. Think of it as you going to a business meeting and you're sitting down with your associates and you're discussing the issues. They walked away with that job offer. You have to know how to stand in the palace of those that have authority. The Bible said, and they were required to learn the language of the Chaldeans. Maybe you're not required to learn the Babylonian language, but you need to learn what you need to learn in order to get what you want to get. Now, this is a true saying that if you're going to have what others don't have, then you're going to have to do what others won't do. So Daniel, here it is, the Hebrew has a very, uh, a very strict eating habit that Daniel was not willing to let go of. Some of their eating habits, bread, wine, olive oil, uh, thus included beans and uh, fruit, vegetables, dairy products, fish, goat's milk, and some meat. Different assortments of meat. Now, fish to me is meat. It's flesh. I don't know why it separates. Uh, some separate meat, uh, fish. I'm not trying to debate that. I'm just saying if fish is flesh is flesh. And, and so uh, that's something that they did eat. We consume a lot of meat without any consideration of what we are actually eating. Yes, meat tastes good. Matter of fact, I, I, I threw a half a slab of ribs in the in a oven bag and, and put it in the oven um, prior to service to, to get it prepped and ready to, to go back in the oven uh, in the morning. You know, made sure that it was savory, it tasted good, so which means I tasted it before I left. But also, where did it, when you talk about meat, where did it come from? So that same slab of ribs came from someplace. You know, as we eat meat, uh, it has to process through our system. So now that you've eaten that chicken, that, that, that uh, carne asada or whatever you had, yeah, it was good. I hope it was good. I hope it, it really had you, you know, when sometimes you see people eating, they, they got their little happy dance going. Um, and sometimes everyone's eating and it's really quiet because it's good. So now that it's in your system, it has to, and you, your taste buds have enjoyed it, it has to work its way down. It's going to work its way. It, work, it was on the table. It was wrapped in paper or foil, whatever it was, and, and it worked its way and you worked it into your mouth. And now it has to work its way through your body and into the toiletry. Either it will be an easy journey or a difficult one. 
The Bible says that they had a bowl of beans and they had water. You need to make sure that you're drinking plenty of water. Well, I drank an eight ounce bottle of water. That is not enough water for your body. You, you six foot tall and uh, 200 pounds, eight ounces of water is not enough for you. Well, I'm not that big. Listen, you could be as petite as you think you want to be. You might be petite. You need to make sure that that water is going to cleanse, is going to flush your body out. Plenty of water, fruits, and vegetables help the journey. A regimen of fruits and vegetables will detoxify the body. Instead of spending money buying pills and uh, all these different diets and things, uh, that people, I'm a detoxify, and you can spend $50, $40. You could have bought you some fruit and vegetables, and it would have done the same thing. You drink plenty of water, and it will flush your body. Did you know a straight three-day fast will cause your body to purge itself? Try going on a 30, 30 days without eating any meat, and see how odorless your body becomes. Mm-hmm. Just in 30 days. See how odorless you become by doing that. So the Bible says that he consented to them in this matter. And he proved them 10 days. And at the end of 10 days, their continents appeared fair and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Thus, Melzar took away the portion of their meat. Somebody was not happy. And the wine that they should drink and gave them pulse. As for these four children, because of the sacrifice that they made, these four children, because of what they refused to give up and what they wanted to hold on to, they were children of integrity, grew up as teens with integrity, Grew up with men with integrity. Held on to a commitment. Something deep down in their heart. Something that, they, that was implanted in them. And they refused to let go of it. And God gave them knowledge. And skill in all they learned. He gave them knowledge. He opened up their understanding. They were in a three year, uh, a three -year uh, education course. Because at the end of three years, they had to present themselves. And in those three years, they had to show that they had a keen understanding, wisdom, knowledge, uh, understood science. They were, they were going to be dealing with science. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and God gave them knowledge, helped them in their school, their education. So those of you that are in school, those of you that are, that are, are trying to learn whether it's taking a self-initiative or that you're uh, in a classroom, in an academic setting, keep God first. Thank you, Lord. Uh, give God. Don't, don't surrender. You know, I was listening to a, a, a student that was graduating Cal Poly Pomona, and they were talking. Obviously, they had a discussion with some of their friends about focusing, and that if you took certain drugs, it would help you focus. These young men didn't think that way. They didn't, uh, but they thought about what they could do, and they, and they implemented that. And it was pleasing unto God. And God gave them knowledge and skill and all their learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding. 
Daniel had understanding of visions and dreams. God blessed him with understanding in dreams and visions. When, uh, and we'll, we'll get more into that, so I won't go into that tonight. But God blessed him. He equipped him with something extra. You know, when you take the lead in something, you take the lead in doing something right and make a difference. I know that for myself. As a young man, some, when I first got saved, my mother was getting was looking for a way to uh, to satisfy things in her life, and she was had got caught up with some folks that were starting to chant, burn candles and incense, and uh, and uh, they had decided to meet at her house, my mother's house my house home and I found out about it I think it was through my my oldest brother and so the night that they decided to do that they had dimmed the lights and they were getting ready they were just getting ready to do it and we uh, came up behind them now my brother the oldest one was standing behind me instead of on side of me or in front of me not knowing what I was doing, but I knew enough that it wasn't right. And I told them, I rebuked them. Satan, the Lord rebuked you. The blood of Jesus is against you. It disrupted that meeting. Everything was dismissed instantly. My mother was, oh, I'm sorry, and, and dismissed it all. It never occurred again, to my knowledge. None of the years that, and so years later, after I had uh, uh, grew up, matured, the Lord grabbed hold of my life and really saved me. Not that he didn't really, but, but you know, as teens, and, and let me tell you, parents, you have teens, remember what you were like, remember what you did. And so that you know how to act and how to talk to them talk to your children better and give them better guidance. When I got saved and the Lord brought me into ministry after uh, deciding that I was never going to go to church again, I said I was never, ever going to church. Yep. Things happen. I'm playing. And one day my mother said, I believe she said this, that there must be a God because she looked at how my life had changed. She looked at what God had brought me from and she got saved. Not only did she get saved, but my sister got saved. My brother got saved. And God has blessed this family. And so the children, when I had, they got saved. Got filled with the Holy Ghost. Nobody taught them how to speak in tongues. They were on the altitarian. Uh, and got excited about the Lord, and Lord filled them. That's what God does. And God did that. When I think back on that, there was a, a leadership role that was presented to me early on that I did not recognize at that time. The Bible says, now at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king communed with them. He began to speak to them 
And of course, he was speaking to them in the language of the Chaldeans. He was not talking to them uh, in their native tongue. He talked to them in what he, the language that he wanted to speak to them in, and he looked for an answer. It's just like when you go to a job interview and they look for you to answer. They're looking specifically. They're listening specifically. They're looking for information that you have showing that you are knowledgeable, showing that you have learned a lesson. Well, God is able to help you learn your lesson. So don't, don't compromise your walk with God for anyone. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah did not compromise. The king communed with them, and among them was found none. Nobody else was like them. Therefore, they stood before the king. They were invited to stand in the palace. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king required, inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in his realm. They were better than everybody because of the sacrifice that they made unto God. They didn't make a sacrifice and then in making their sacrifice, uh, you know, people make their sacrifice, but they're not studying. They won't read nothing. I'm going to pray about it, but I'm, no, no, you're going to have to pray, watch and pray. You're going to have to, faith without works is what? Dead. It's like you're not doing nothing. And so you're going to have to apply some, some works to your faith, just like Daniel did. God bless you. I'm going to stop right there and we'll come back and, you know, and, and finish up uh, as much as God will give us as we remember to get into the book of Jeremiah and, and, and be encouraged. Declare yourself. If you know you've been walking and doing what's right unto the Lord according to his word, declare yourself a blessing. Say that you're blessed. Bless someone else. And know that God has you in mind. Be faithful to God like Daniel was and watch yourself prosper. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. God bless you. Hope to see you here or see you caught up. Before I actually go, there is an instance where a second bowl of beans, another instance with beans that impacted the life of someone, and for you Bible students, he sold his birthright for a bowl of beans. What he would have had, what he would have acquired, he lost it over a bowl of beans. That's it. No more hints. Nothing else. God bless you.